Hello everyone, this is Art Gelwix, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. Since we're all about being efficient and effective at work and at home, let's get started. So as part of my ongoing series of looking for things out on the web to talk about, I found an article from... Forbes, of all places, titled, Why Working From Home Is Tougher Than We Thought. Now, I'll tell you up front, I'm having some issues with this article, but we'll go through it. We'll give it the same review and walkthrough as we have done other articles. Um, I want to be fair about this. So just to start off with here, the first paragraph right into this. A new workplace survey by Engine Insights for Smartsheet reveals that working from home as a result of COVID-19 is difficult for all workers, but none more than Generation Z and Millennials, period. In fact, despite being digital natives, fully 95% of Gen Z workers and 93% of Millennial workers admit they're having a tough time with working with the transition to working remotely. Okay. Right there, I got to call shenanigans because there is no way they get a 95% result on a survey that has doesn't have a significant number of people with people saying that they're having a hard time working from home. I, I really struggle with that number. So just to do a little digging here, I'm actually trying to trace down this survey. They surveyed, <laughs> the survey was conducted by Engine Insights with, among a sample of 1,004 adults in the UK, ages 18 or older, who are currently employed, previously worked in an office setting, but are now working from home due, due to COVID-19, and work for companies with 1,000 or more employees. There's your problem right there with the survey. And I'm going to start with that. You're looking at a sample set, not so much of a small number of people, but large companies, people who are used to being in the office all the time. I would challenge that if you were to provide this exact same survey to people who are used to being in companies, say under a hundred people, your number results would be completely different. And I still have a hard time saying that it's tied to Generation Z and Millennials, but Let's keep going through this and see what else we can learn here. Next paragraph says that three-fourths of the U.S. workforce feels less connected than they did before the COVID-19 pandemic, notably higher for numbers for Gen Z, 82%, and Millennials, 81%. Now, I, I won't argue too much with the three-fourths of the U.S. workforce feels less connected than they did before because we've been training people from the day they get out of college or high school that the only way to work is face-to-face, -face, that there's no effective way to work remotely, that remote working is unproductive, it's inefficient, and you need to be face-to-face -to, -face to get any real work done. I don't agree with that, but that's one of the messages that are is typically reinforced. So we'll continue with that. We'll say, just for the sake of argument, three-fourths are struggling with that. And again, I won't disagree there. Next paragraph, though. 
Moreover, since they started working from home, 60% of American workers feel less informed about what's going on within their company. All right, again, I'm going to call baloney on this one. Not so much for the number, not so much for the response, but for the implied causality of this. If you feel you're less informed about what's going on in your company just because you're not sitting around with your coworkers, it means two things. One, that your primary channel of information about your company is your coworkers. And two, it means that the communications functionalities within your company, not technical, but operational and organizational, are falling flat on their face. I do challenge this 60%. Now, I won't disagree that I'm sure there's a good portion of people who feel more disconnected, who do count on those internal conduits of communication to find out what's going on. But honestly, any company that is having to deal with this pandemic, and just about every company is, should be considering ways to improve communications, to expedite and target their communications more effectively. But if you weren't thinking about that in the first place, before this happened, and you're waiting till now to do it, well, I hate to say it, but shame on you. All right, next paragraph here. Oh, I'm sorry, part of that last one. But here again, younger workers reflect higher numbers with 74% of Gen Zers and 66% of Millennials compared to just 53% and 50% of Gen X's and Boomers, respectively. Okay, again, I'm going to go back to this. It doesn't make any sense. There is no logic to it because the communications methodologies within your organization are consistent across age demographics. They're not, you're not giving one set of messages to one age demographic and a different one to another set. Well, you better not be or else the HR department's going to be calling. But why would this even possibly be a set of responses? 74% of Gen Zers and 66% of millennials. Well, it doesn't make any sense. So I'm going to skip that and keep going on. Communication an ever-important issue in the workplace, is also a challenge for younger remote workers. Even with the explosion of video conferencing, nearly half of Gen Zers and Millennials, 48 and 46% accordingly, say that communicating with co-workers has become difficult, with only 35% of Gen Zers and 36% of Boomers feeling the same way. So again, the causality that is being told to me by this paragraph is that Gen Zers and Millennials can't do anything if they're not talking to you face-to-face. I don't buy it. And if you look at the numbers, it says that 52% of Gen Zers and 54% of Millennials are not having any problems with communicating. So which part is it? Which one are, you know, what's the positioning we're trying to get from these stats? Next paragraph. Also, nearly a third of all workers report that the understanding that understanding the status of their projects has become a problem, with half of Gen Zers and Millennials saying it's been difficult to get status updates. I'm willing to bet if you were to go back and ask them that same question six months ago, you'd get the same response back. Communications channels about product or project updates and things like that have not just fallen on their face 
unless you've set up your structures in a way that the only way you can effectively communicate is face to face. Well, again, if you've done that as an organization or as a company or recommended that as a consultant, I go back to my answer from before. Shame on you. This tech is out here for a reason. So if we continue that paragraph further, conversely, more than one third of workers are finding it harder to give status updates. Well, I don't even get that one because your status update process shouldn't be any different than what you had before, unless you're finding it to be challenging because you're running into problems with the technology or you're terrified of having your webcam on you're going to have to go quite a ways to tell me what has totally changed in your environment. Now, okay, I will give credit where credit's due. If you are now working at home in an environment where you're not by yourself, you have kids at home, you're trying to homeschool, you have other, the dog is losing their mind because the mailman has shown up. Yeah, that, that I get. And that does make it difficult. But honestly, now we're, we're picking nits on this one because you could make the same arguments in, a, in an office environment where the guy sitting next to you is too loud or, or the person across the table from you is chewing obnoxiously or you can't find a conference room to do a stand-up meeting. There's just as many reasons physically present as physically distant. So, so if we keep going through this one, an interesting little add-on to that last metric is close to 20%, however, say it's easier. I get that. That makes sense because now you're forced to focus on what's going on. Yeah, I know. We're all going through Zoom hell when it comes to having 18 video conference meetings during the course of a day. You know, it's just another difficulty with having meetings and the meetings themselves can be the challenge. If you're not supposed to have a meeting in person, or if you don't need to have the meeting in person, why do you need to have it as a video conference? But let's take one of the key things out of this dynamic. You don't have to run from meeting room to meeting room. If you have a meeting that ends at 8.58 and the next meeting starts at 9, you can do that. And you don't have to worry about, do I have parking? Do I have to go to another location? Anything else? Because it's all right there in front of you. So that's efficient, can be efficient, can be overwhelming. I'm not going to downplay that by any stretch, but it's not that inefficient. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably trying to find ways to be more productive. If so, there's a place for you called the idea pump. Now, there's hundreds of articles about productivity, tools, techniques, and strategies to improve your productivity, and they're all available for you on either the web or your mobile device. Stop over at theideapump.com and find some ideas on how you can do the right things at the right times in the right ways. Remember, it's theideapump.com. So if we keep going, going through this particular paragraph, additionally, over 40% of Gen Z and millennials say it's difficult to collect the information they need. 
versus 33% for both Gen X and boomers. So if we flip the numbers around, 60% of Gen Z and millennials say it is not difficult to collect the information they need. And 66% of both Gen X and boomers say the same thing. I mean, come on, guys. If you're going to spin your numbers to try and make working from home as a younger person be this terrible thing, this is a really good way to do it because that's all this is, is spinning these numbers. This is, there's two more paragraphs here that just make my teeth ache. Next one. And in spite of their ease with technology, okay, again, big assumption, Gen Z has already shown a surprising proclivity for face-to-face meetings over digital alternatives. So it's not surprising then that in their experience, video meetings and email is turning out to be a poor substitute for in-person interactions. All right, here we go. So one, Gen Z having a proclivity for face-to-face meetings. That's a big assumption. Matter of fact, they try to provide a reference in here, but this reference that they're providing, uh, even that I'm not, I'm not buying it. They're talking about the fact that a full 83% of Gen Z employees prefer to communicate with their managers in person. Well, that's great, but it's not an option. So you have to adjust, but let's keep going past that one. So it's not surprising then that in their experience, video meetings and email is turning out to be a poor substitute for in-person interactions. Well, nobody ever said they were the exact replacement. Not even close. Video is close. Take that back. Video is fairly close because you can see the person. You can see how they react. You can talk. You can have the conversation both ways. The only thing you're missing is the, you know, uncomfortably temperatured meeting room, the smell of whiteboard markers, and the fact that you can't see the person's body language across the table. But aside from that, it's pretty darn close. To draw a comparison also that's saying that video meetings and email. All right. You couldn't get too much further on the scale between a technology that is innovative and deals with communications issues and a technology that has got such a legacy behind it that it's almost a dirty word in and of itself, even though it's really good at what it does. The last block here that really kind of set me off a little bit is, for instance, younger workers lament that rather than helping them, video conferencing is actually hindering their productivity with a striking 61% of Gen Z and 57% of millennials saying that the time spent on daily video calls is getting in the way of their work. All right. This is where I have a real issue with this because it has nothing to do with the video call. You would have that exact same challenge for in-person meetings, if not more so. What you're dealing with in that is the fact that it's quick and convenient to stand up a video call. And it also means that you're not going out of your way to say, do we need to have this call? It's frustrating me to see pieces like this that start to point at the technology being the problem when the technology is just the tool. If you had stand-up meetings all day long and you had a half hour here and 45 minutes there and an hour there, you're in the same boat. The only difference is here you haven't had to leave your chair. So, and this is where I think there is 
a real disservice that's done when you start to separate this by age demographic. Because the last part of this says older workers, on the other hand, aren't feeling such stress nearly as deeply with just 35% of Gen X and 26% of boomers reporting the same thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have any effect. What that's implying, if I read that straight up, that Gen X and boomers are better at managing their time. What does that have to do with video conferencing? Absolutely nothing. So this is one of those articles that unfortunately is floating out there, trying to establish a crisis, a problem, a challenge associated with specific groups, and then try to circle back and say, Ooh, how do you solve these problems? And this is, this is where I get into it really badly. For managers overseeing a remote work team, it is critical to uncover the specific issues that your employees, well, I don't disagree with that, especially your Gen Z and millennial employees, I disagree with singling them out, are grappling with and then to provide meaningful solutions. Okay, trimming the hours spent in video meetings is probably a good place to start. I get that, but take the word video out of it. Why spend time in the meetings? Why does this have to be specific to the technology? Just because you can Zoom doesn't mean that you should Zoom, at least not for everything. Again, I will not disagree with that. Management by shoulder tap is a terrible thing. Being able to interact when you need to is great, but it's no different than if you just walk past somebody and say, okay, what can you do to help me out with this? And finally, and that includes con consciously communicating early and often on the status of projects and company updates. Well, okay. So that you could blow the dust off of that sentence. It's been around so long. Here's my take on this whole thing. And Forbes sometimes gets it right, sometimes misses the target. And I think this is one of the times they really miss the target on this. By trying to isolate problems based on age demographic and saying that there's a technology to age tie-in, and that is the way to address the problem, only creates a bigger problem. Because if you look at it that way, then people who are in other age demographics who are experiencing those same problems get left out. And the people who are in those demographics, who you assume are having problems based on these metrics, may not be having any issues at all and may be wondering why you're giving them such a hard time about this. You solve this by taking the age out of it, by treating each person as an individual, by treating each employee based on their need sets, by looking at the value of the team and how the team works together as a whole, and finding the ways to leverage the tools and the technologies you have available to you to facilitate the work that needs to be done. But stop worrying about, are they Gen Z or are they a millennial? Is this you know Generation X person going to be able to work with this boomer over video conferencing? Here's a good one. Is this boomer going to be able to figure out how to use Zoom? Ooh, that drives me nuts. Don't make these kinds of assumptions. Stop worrying about the generation. It is a mindset. It does not have to do with age.
Okay, that's enough of that one. I ran it on this one for quite some time. So I'll keep looking. I'll find out whatever else I can find on the web. I've actually got a pretty good queue of articles up here ready to go. So I'll keep jumping on these. Uh, if you're finding this is useful, please let me know. Uh, reach out to me on Twitter. Reach out to me on Anchor FM. Leave me a note. Uh, drop me a line. Any any metaphor you want to use or old chestnut you want to throw out there, send a carrier pigeon. That's fine. I got an open window. Let me know if this is helpful to you. If not, I'll go other directions. So, But in the meantime, good luck and keep being productive. Thanks for listening today. If you found this interesting and useful and you'd like to hear more, make sure you subscribe to Being Productive on the podcast app of your choice so you never miss an episode. We'd also love it if you'd become a supporter of the show by using the link in the show notes. Also, please like and share this and other episodes so we can help as many people as possible in being productive. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.